0: Hello, hello, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whenever you're listening to this. Welcome to Foundation Radio, broadcasted live from Santiago in Sardinia, yeah. Sun and Base 2019 Festival. My name's DJ Fly. This is an EQ50 special. Foundation Radio presents EQ50. Big shout to Nick, Sinner, Gawain, everybody involved in the Marcus Intellects Music Foundation. I'm here with Chickaboo to my right. How you doing,
1: girl? I'm doing all right, thanks. I'm feeling really fabulous in the sunshine. Good. And yeah. we've got Sweet Pea to her right.
2: Hello. How you doing, P? I'm good, yeah. Sunshine vibes and bass. What more could you ask for?
0: On the old social media for EQ50 today. Yeah, I've just done it. I've <laughs> literally
2: just got some Wi-Fi. So I was like, right, quick. Anti-social for about 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> She's got been some...
0: dying for the last day <laughs> half with no Wi-Fi. And to P's right, we've got DJ Storm. How are you doing?
3: I'm a little bit wounded this yeah, morning. Yeah, so you had your night. I'm <laughs> (laughs) still need to to cuddle you had your night at the club (laughs) yes I had my night last night and um, yeah shout to everybody that turned up because it was ridiculous (laughs) I have to give a little shout to Digital Response and the Lady Strife you're going to hear from later so um, yeah fantastic moose and black eye in the place Yeah, Yeah, so if I'm sounding a bit rough sorry everybody
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think everyone goes through that at some stage (laughs) when they're at sudden Base base. Um, okay so we've got some other women joining us as well I'll give them all a shout in a sec we're going to be speaking to some of them throughout the show Firstly, I want to ask you three here with me on the sofas, how are you feeling right now? We're at Sun and Base. we're representing EQ50. It's been a couple of years since I was here and a few years since you were last here, but as well. Yeah, like... It's
1: definitely been a while since I've been here. It's a completely different vibe and uh, the amount of people has really changed as well. And yeah. the amount of women that are here, absolutely. I'm really pleasantly surprised by how many women have come and are actually working in our industry. So yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really yeah. nice to see that.
0: Yeah, the lineup has got much bigger... It's just nice to be back, you know? Yeah. Like, when you're flying into land at Obia Airport and you see the mountains, and then as you're yes. driving in and you see the sea, you just kind of... Yeah. breathe
1: i'm back yeah let all the
0: stress from london or wherever you're from just <laughs> yeah, it's so spectacular away. <laughs> when
3: you finally see kind of sardinia right and you're like oh my gosh i've arrived yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> it's lovely uh yeah
0: so big up stefano martina
3: all the sun and base oh my crew. gosh yeah all the sun and bass crew fantastic i mean when i've checked it out this is the drum and bass festival that's had the most females working at it ever so awesome. the ratio is fantastic so it's really nice that they're both mindful of judging people on their talent, bringing here people who are talented rather than judging them on their sex, and that's a refreshing thing. We're moving forwards, ladies, right? Yeah. Yes.
0: So that's one of the questions I was going to ask you guys today, actually, and I'm put it to some of the other women. There seem to be a lot of articles at the moment being written in dance music magazines. There seems to be a bit more momentum for pushing women in drum and bass and dance music in general. What is your opinion of them? I know three of us here took part in a recording panel, uh, a Knowledge Mag 25-year anniversary panel recently about women in drum and bass. There weren't many of us there, which was a little disappointing. But yeah, what is your opinion of, I don't know, just the current mood regarding supporting women in drum and bass?
3: Well, I think we're definitely moving forward. And I think it seems now that we have a voice that's not going to be kind of judged um it's almost like oh they're here now and you know they're doing it and you know and there's some of us myself and cheekaboo and flight have been around for a very long time i mean myself and cheekaboo go back a really really long way and uh,
1: stop revealing how old i am by the way. <laughs>
3: yeah but you were only five when i met you right you know what i mean so it's fine. You know what, I mean? what that makes you now 22 years <laughs>
4: um,
3: but yeah i think it's it's always progression at the end of the day and I think it's really positive that we seem to have a voice, voice that seems to be seeming to be listened to now and that we're able to maneuver and that's not just happening in our drum and bass scene or in the music industry i think that's happening worldwide in yeah. lots of industries that finally it's not quite eq50 yet but you know we're getting there and i think everything i mean seeing all the ladies here surrounding me today is such a positive thing because we're going a little bit global today, EQ50, you know what I mean? And it's really fantastic to have them all here because they're all really positive role models for the people that they are kind of, in their countries, are kind of giving that yeah. kind of education to almost, yeah. you know? So I, I'm, I'm always very positive about these things. And obviously, I think sometimes you'll maybe posed a controversial question, and I don't think we need any controversy anymore. We're here to just do what we do, love what we do, and do it with yeah. integrity.
0: Yeah, I guess that's always been the case really. Like there's always been women involved from the very early days, working as agents, label managers, yeah, absolutely promoters, running men's bleep, expletive, um, running their, their stuff for them, you know. It's just that I guess as the scene has evolved and developed and got bigger and the internet has provided a lot more exposure for women doing their own thing in their respective countries, wherever they are and just allowing more women to see that there there are all these other women
3: well i think as well them. when you start getting a voice i think women can see it's possible i can do this now maybe i don't yeah. feel so afraid as to how i'm going to be judged or how i'm going to be perceived or how i'm looking and i think you know as i travel around and do lots of various female nights you know, the whole gamut is there. It's almost like, you know, the Spice Girls. There's the sporty one, there's the one who's dressed up, there's the one who's in her jeans and trainers. And it's, it's fantastic that you can come out and be who you are and just be judged now by what you do behind the decks or in the studio or on the microphone or whatever. You know what I mean? But it's, it's taken some time and I think we're not there yet. But it's, it's very positive now. And I think that it was fantastic almost that the suffragette. Situation, you know, the the, the kind of anniversary of that happened last year because it it seemed to open a lot of doors like, oh, okay, they're acceptable now. Well, that happened a long time ago. (laughs) So we're still striving, but I think we've almost made a place, women definitely who speak out have made a place for others to feel not so afraid of moving forward. Do
1: you think that's um, because of our hard work over the last 25, 26 years of what we have been doing, do you not think that, that actually we should stand and feel a bit proud that we were the suffragettes oh, of this scene? Absolutely. And yeah, yeah. so that is absolutely. why women are feeling more confident because of all of our hard work. So yeah, of for course. me I'm not can... saying that yes, I know there's a societal shift, yeah. but I also think that it comes and it's it comes with confidence yeah. and self-belief. And it also comes from having an example in front of your face that you could also become that. Oh, and of course. So the yeah. more that yeah. we do, the more that you do travel around and go to women's nights, it does encourage other people to like keep going and stuff. Oh, and so of now course. we're reaping the benefits. We're actually seeing the plants yes. emerge yes. from the soil. That well,
3: we, we, we knew that what in. we were doing all those years ago to progress women, but sometimes we couldn't be seen to be you know yes. doing it as much as you tried, you know what I mean?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I think it's a much more acceptable thing now to see females in sort of every aspect in different working environments and scenarios and stuff it's not oh there's a girl it's kind of like yes there's a girl and I think that's that's the shift in society that men necessarily aren't rolling their eyes as much um, as they were they kind of whether it's grudgingly or not accept that there's a girl, or
3: saying you're quite good for girls, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, we all need to get those. <laughs> yeah. I, think get I, that think, that I do think it's quite
2: it's, it's a bit generational as well. I think, um, you know, I say, I mean, you know, you're 20 somethings, you know, now, you know, maybe people under 25, you can look however you want, you can be whoever you want. It's not, I think, touching on what you were saying, Boo. people are a lot more accepting, you know, it doesn't matter what sex you are, what you look like, who whoever you're doing, you know what I mean? People are more accepting now. So I think it probably, like you said, it came at the right time. You know, I do think there's still a lot of people that feel a bit put out with it. And again, just trying to sort of reiterate, it. It's not some, you know, feminist movement, women's club. It's not anything like that. It's just trying to get everything just set playing for everyone and get more people involved I think a lot of people are still a little bit put out by by some of these feminism
0: has become a dirty word though yeah I yeah. people were kind of trying to d- turn it around a little bit but it is feminist because I yeah. think that it's
1: excluding
0: but yeah, feminism isn't excluding it includes
1: men as well thank yeah. you we need men to be feminist yeah right because otherwise <laughs> we saying like hello yeah and so, exactly yeah I think it does definitely but it's great
2: it's great it's so nice to see it's been really refreshing to see definitely this year, bits of last year as well. Just you know, uh, lineups, festivals are a prime example. You know, festivals now, loads of women, DJs. You know, I still think there's a little bit of a way to go because we're still kind of doing, well most of us are doing, like the warm-up slots. You know, like getting the sound check going while you're, while you're <laughs> DJing. But little steps. Eventually, I reckon in another five years, it's you know, it's not going to be a novelty but don't you think point.
0: Could be doing more quicker. I think everyone a could be doing sooner.
2: it yeah I think everyone could be doing more things but it's again it's, it's the people at the top that are putting on these nights that yeah, promoters in the of lineups like, you know what I mean because I know
0: there was this thing that a lot of festivals signed up to where they would uh, have more of a balance between the genders by like 2022 it's like well mm-hmm, why can't yeah. you do it this year why can't yeah. you do it for the next year <laughs> yeah. why do we have to wait another three years this was like last year or the year before why do we have to wait four or five years well why is
3: there even a time limit on it why don't you just do it now you know if somebody's talented why not you know if they're gonna rock your dance and turn up on time and be professional what's wrong with that you know what i mean I mean, it's
2: great though. There's some really, really talented women out there. Some amazing DJs. There's a lovely wave of vocalists coming through as well. There's some really, really, and rightly so. We enjoy the music just as much as a guy does. Do you know what I mean? There's no, there's no reason why we shouldn't be up there. You know? It's amazing. It's all progression. It's all progression of the scene. It's going to happen again in another 10 years. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's just the, you know, it's the cycle of life music it's, circle, and, of life. it's circle of
5: life
0: it's circle of life okay so obviously this is an EQ50 edition of Foundation Radio for those that aren't aware EQ50 is a little crew of us Big up Mantra for kind of spearheading that. Yeah, big up Mantra. She is very good at getting shit done. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> big up Gin as well. They're on their way here tomorrow as we're recording this. Um, but yeah, it's a crew of us together. We've all got different skills, specialities, a crew of women who have got together and started putting on events to try and encourage more women to get involved in, for now, the London scene and UK But yeah, I want to talk about the mentoring side. I'll start with you, Boo, because I know you have been mentoring people for a little while now. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that?
1: Well I I actually think it's my destiny and my purpose to help the next generation come through. I think what is the point in me trying to kick down doors and break barriers if it's not for other people to come running behind me so for me that's my whole purpose now that I'm not out on the road every single weekend I want somebody else to be on the road every single weekend and especially female artists so um, yes I mentor vocalists and DJs. I just want to push them and so basically my job is more encouragement and they're cheer captain at all times. I go to their gigs I support them and I give them advice on how to deal with situations and a lot of my advice is calm down and stay out of it. (laughs) <laughs> which I wish that somebody would have said that to me many years ago and so I think that's quite useful in stopping a lot of the internal issues and conflicts that happen within our scene. Yeah. A lot of the time if you just exhaled and walked away, two days later you don't feel the same about it, whereas in a lot of people ruin you really can ruin your reputation by having a Twitter spat with somebody or just having a disagreement with somebody in their incorrect manner so yeah I encourage people to not get involved in conflict on our scene as much as it's annoying and it's very difficult but that's pretty much what I would advise a lot. Are any of your mentees MCs or vocalists? Yes singers I I mentor a singer as well she's just getting into doing drum and bass vocals cool but is finding the contractual side Of things and dealing with producers who won't give up percentages and the rights that she has as the songwriter they want to squash that and so i'm trying to encourage her at the moment to have faith and keep hope that she won't be stepped on and used and ignored and then will just vanish. A lot of people have that experience and so I'm helping with that because I've seen a lot of people come into the scene and they're not here anymore because they had one bad experience. Yeah, and it put them off. Yeah.
3: Well, this scene can be brutal at times. Baron. Really, oh, I've had the t-shirt a million times, you know what I mean, yeah. at the end of the day. But, you know, my whole mantra is now, don't let people know what you're thinking. You know what I mean? You know, you, you observe as well. I think I observe more as a woman, you know what I mean? And I promoted very early. I think I've always had that ultimate respect for that person who's picking me up from the airport, who's booked me. Because at the end of the day, they have spent time and money putting this event on. And you do have to have that it is. You're right. A question of manners, mm. and I'm thankful for everybody who picks me up. And do
1: you think that we as women we overcompensate with that because do the male artists have to be that respectful and nice? No, that's just in my. And they that's still get the
3: gigs. But that's just in my nature to be and polite. And it's mine and too. But yeah. I
1: find that I travel with a lot of men, and they're quite rude and obnoxious, and they still get the callback gig. And I find if I'm not friendly to the driver, the hotel stuff, the blah blah, the promoter, his girlfriend, his cousin, his friend,
5: Right.
1: Everywhere we go, I find that I overcompensate with politeness and friendliness. I don't and think. Yet the yeah, male yeah artists I don't think I do. are yeah. Nothing like that, and yeah. they still get the gigs. So what is that about? It's my question.
3: Well, you'd have to ask them a variety of that, really. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't do it to get another gig I do it because that's in my nature to have manners but I think because I had a career before that was quite a serious career treating cancer patients I think I most probably learned a lot of those skills there Mm. which is kind of what you're kind to teach your people that maybe this might be their first career or you know or that stepping out of their original career into another career because it can be brutal at times this scene Mm. and you have to have a thick skin do
1: you agree you also I find nobody was around to encourage us Unless it was a man. There were no other women around. Like, we would meet no. each other rarely and be like, oh, hi. And it was amazing. But we didn't have somebody going, hey, sister. Well, it's a, it, it
3: was like for me and Kemi, we were like, could we do it? Could we do it? And then we, one night we were in Coventry right. and we saw, we actually didn't know because we were just practicing at home at that time and, yeah. you know, just working on our craft and can we do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And we went to Coventry and we saw this person called DJ Rap. We didn't know right. she was a girl and we were like, oh my God. And Kemi looked at me and I looked at her. She said, you know what? There's two of us so it's got to be easier backing each other. If this young lady can do it on her own, we can do it. And yeah. we had the ultimate respect for her because you could see her jostling with the box in the guys and you know, and whatever. And you do have to be a little bit tough as well. Absolutely. You know, you do have a little, I mean, there are certain qualities that I've seen in guys that sometimes I feel I take on a little bit. That kind of forwardness. Yeah. Sometimes I think we can be a bit hesitant as women and a
1: little bit unconfident because we're not told we can yeah. all the yeah. time yeah, we sure. don't have that cocky attitude that we can we can we can and so then when you realize you can nothing can stop you the female artists i've seen like come and spring up or whatever the and the women that are well established we know we can yeah. and so we do yeah. and that's what's important yeah so we've just been joined on the sofa by Reed Speed,
0: Yay! another veteran of DMB, representing <laughs> USA. Thank you for joining us, Reed. How are you doing?
6: Thank you so much for having me join you. Am I right
0: be. in thinking this is your first Sun and
6: bass? This festival. is my first Sun and Bass. Wow. Yeah, I'm so excited to be you here. It's really, it's so really far. exciting. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like every Winter Music Conference with no bad music. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really
0: great. Do you know what? I've never been to the WMC. Never been.
1: It's you know. What?
6: No, I've never been. <sighs> okay.
0: Probably, I think that ship sailed now, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's not the
6: same <laughs> as it was anymore, but it's like any, you know, yeah. like a conference by DJs for DJs. Mm. It's not even like commercial music here, so it's really nice. I haven't heard a single bad DJ set. It's just yeah. been like perfect vibes. Good. It's really so good. I,
0: wanted, I would like to get you to comment on what we were just talking about. As someone you've been DJing for over 20 years yourself, how have you found... Being on the roads, touring. Obviously, you've sustained a career for a long time as well. Yeah, Yeah. I
6: mean you you guys made some good points that like at first you kind of want to go out of your way to be a little bit nicer because you you don't know. But then as a as a woman who's just very I'm like an aggressive person and I don't really have a good way to like tamper that down. So I've always just been kind of like (laughs) testosterone out and like whatever. When I started, I used to dress like a boy and like wear a hat so people wouldn't be like, oh, she's good for a girl. Okay. But then At first, it worked to my advantage. And then as soon as it worked to my advantage, a lot of women came on the scene. And then immediately, all the men tried to pit us against each other. And I'm like, this is terrible. Like, why would you do that? Why can't we just... There's not a token man. Why does it have to be a token woman? Why can't we all just be on the lineup and doing our thing? Because we're artists, and we're good, and we're respected, and we're respectable. So I feel like, you know, we we are the ones who have kind of, like, done that. And I feel... I hope we have used our positions that we've created to make it easier for other women to come through and not feel intimidated by it. Like, I didn't feel intimidated by it because I didn't care. I was like, (laughs) if there's dudes, if there's whatever, this is just what I want to do. But then you quickly see that they do care and they want to make it a thing where you're like a stupid token. And I just reject that. Is there, obviously the
0: US is much bigger than the UK, but is there anything that you've noticed that's kind of on a similar level to EQ50 with their crews of women coming together and trying to encourage your mentor or mentor others?
6: Um, not on a national level, but for sure. Like, we've had some Facebook groups. We've had some regional things, you know, but I don't think... The U.S. is a very large country geographically, so it's very difficult, and there's a lot of different scenes, and I would say that there's even a lot of... <sighs> People in the U.S., I feel like, are often too competitive for their own good. And people would just serve themselves better if everyone kind of put the egos aside and just realized we're all on the same team. And if we as women fight for a thing where it's no longer like we need to have a women's panel to justify our existence, where they just have a panel where they're like, these are the best artists of a thing, and there are women on it, then we'll know that we're we're getting there. But with such a big country, it's really hard to get us all together because it's like... 3,000 miles of space so yeah. it's more just like on the internet that we're like supportive like I'm part of a thing called girl gang right. and it's it's a, yeah, across I mean, genres God. it's not just drum and bass but it's beautiful to see that women will support each other and go check out each other's releases and retweet and repost and like just it costs nothing to support your friends online today so it's like yeah, really exactly. nice to have that like. exactly
0: it's good that we've got two of you that have just released a tune together last month Reed and how did how did that come about? tell
6: us about it well we made the song and I, we needed a vocalist and I've always <laughs> wanted to do something with her and I just sent her the song and was like would you be interested and she was like yes I like this I Wicked. heard it, it
1: was like that's filthy I'm in <laughs> <laughs> there was no deliberating like within the first like eight seconds I was yeah. like yep I'm in
0: <laughs> so had you actually finished the tune itself and you sent it to Boo
6: pretty much like it wasn't mixed down yet it wasn't like fully it was the basic idea mm.
1: I mean she's been quite modest here it was an idea and then when I heard it back again, I was like, oh, my
6: God, listen to that. There were so many more
1: sounds there and he <laughs> yeah. had a structure. And yeah, yeah. so, um, yeah, Reed Speed is one of my favorite producer, DJ people. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. people Have lunch. you worked together in the U.S. before?
6: Yeah, we met on the Kung Fu Knowledge Tour in <laughs> 1998. 1999. <laughs> wow, yeah. wow, wow 99, yeah. yeah, I remember like when she came and it was the first time, like I had a female MC that I worked with in New York. But she didn't, like, she didn't take it seriously. And I had never right. seen a woman MC that took it seriously. And it was so inspiring. When she came with Daisy, and it was like, why can't we have this? Like, this is what I was yeah. aspiring to do with my friend. And she just didn't, she would just listen to the GQ's rhymes. Right, and, okay. You know, like, oh, this is like, <laughs> it was so inspiring to see someone do it all original and just be all about it. Yeah. And... Like that you were talking about DJ rap, and she was probably the first woman drum and bass DJ I ever saw, and I was like, "Oh wow, that's amazing!" Like she just, yeah, I didn't here. know she was a woman. I went to see her in like 1995, and it was yeah. like I didn't know it was it was a Formation Records show. Like holy crap, this is amazing! <laughs> like who? I mean, I already knew I wanted to do it, but I didn't have any kind of role models when I did okay. it. There was like no women. It was just a bunch of dudes, and people were like, wait, you're not someone's girlfriend? I'm like, I don't even know anyone. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just here. <laughs> this is what compels me.
0: <laughs> so you were pretty gung-ho about it. Very. Very single-minded about In it. In high
6: school, I was like, yeah. just I knew what I wanted to do, and I just went for it, and like, I, I don't know. Props. Yeah. Props. Thank you.
0: So on the production tip, I know you're quite vocal about... Um, women to be able to fully compete with men in drum and bass on the big stages you're very vocal about women upping their production levels releasing music starting labels thank you could you tell us about i appreciate
6: you saying that because i do feel like there's a lot of talk where women want to say that we're not given equal opportunity but my response to that is always as soon as we are producing on the level that men are right now and there is a critical mass of us producing on that level i don't with all the women I see who have actually stepped up their production to that level they are getting put on and they are getting respect Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of women are just intimidated by what it takes to get there and you should be less intimidated and just more focused on what you're doing because once we do it we're getting the respect no one is trying to actively hold us back you just have to be realistic with yourself and put the time in and put the work in and don't expect anyone to show you anything we have youtube we have all of these things i spent 20 years learning how to do this you know what i mean and like sure we all have friends and people you can learn from your friends but it's just more about finding it within yourself doing it Mm. continuing to do it do it a thousand times wrong and the thousand and first time you're going to have a banger Mm. and that's it I think we will we will find all the support we need once we're really realistic about the fact that we need to do it on that level and not just be expect that someone's going to put us on because we are women and we're trying
0: to play devil's advocate a little bit are you in full how can I wear this in full agreement the way the scene has progressed to the point where you have to be producing music to get DJ bookings and to start touring and playing on the circuit
6: honestly that just makes me sad that the art of djing is become less and less of a valuable currency in the scene Mm -hmm. like when i started you only had to be a good dj and if you were not a good dj you were not going to get booked like it doesn't matter if you were a girl or not no one was going to book you now it's like it's a different thing I, i wish the art of djing was more appreciated but in the sense that it's not i feel like it's just very important you have to do what's required and that's production and that's being consistent with the production. And if that's what it takes, you know, I'm down to do it. And I think a lot of us here are all down to do it. We're all doing it. So we're just here to set the example of like doing the 110%. Like you just have to do it. Like it's not, it's not always about what you want it to be. You have to kind of get in the place. And then once you are in the place, you can help shape it to be what you want it to be. Right. You know?
0: Moving over to Sweet Pea, as someone who I guess is seen as a newer name, you're just breaking through now, getting a lot of gigs at the moment. You're definitely on the ascent. With your production, would you say that there's been a particular release event or something that's happened that has kind of been the catalyst for you to start getting more bookings do you think your production has helped in that respect
2: yeah yeah I've said this before Um I don't think producing is the beal and end all I did very very well for myself you know over the 10 years that I've been I've been doing this now um, I played at a lot of my favourite labels labels I looked up to I was I was lucky enough to play at their nights without producing and you know like Reed said as long as you are a kick-ass DJ you were booked on that you know, I think doing radio definitely helped me in the early days. Um, but for me, yeah, it was, I think, you know, producing was, I guess, the next step, I say, yeah. in inverted finger commas. And also, it was always, always one of those things that I kind of did did on the sides. But again, like, you know, you said it was a confidence thing about actually putting it out there. I've made tunes for ages. I just didn't ever release them because I didn't think they were good enough. Maybe getting critiqued. you listen, yeah. you know, you make something something and you're like you know you're vibing with it you make it and then you listen to the reams and reams of drum and bass that is out there and then you're like actually you're like, oh, this is shit <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> so yeah um, like you said like the breakthrough thing definitely the med school release that was my first solo official official thing I was on the uh, new blood compilation with a track called closer and yeah that was the I guess the one thing to propel me from here up to sort of I guess where I am now and then just people see your name and then they see you you know I've had releases collabs on dispatch and addictive yeah. behavior and things like that so you know you just sort of people keep seeing your name about and stuff but I definitely think the med school and obviously the entity that hospital and med school are you know yeah. it got my name my song reached out to more people basically so so
0: would you say it's definitely more important still to be associated with a slightly bigger War crew or do you see some of your peers and contemporaries doing just as well with their own labels like I know you've kind of been associated with Flex Out Audio and yep. some of those guys so
2: yeah the guys at Flexel are uh, I think seven I want to say five years but I know it's been much longer than that probably about seven years old now you know and Tom's always stuck to his guns he had his crew and he built up around that which we see a lot of you know definitely label nights like <coughs> Rupture for example it's their solid foundation crew 13 years down the line one of the biggest yeah. nights in the UK you know what I mean? But at the same time, on a numbers level, just the reach of hospitality yeah. drum and bass is big, you know, so whether you like it or not, people are going to see your name out and things like that, if that makes sense. So, you know, I always say to people that and people are like, oh, you know, what should I do about getting mixes out or things like that? I think. Find a crew and just build from that, you know, put on nights, release things together. And then you've got a solid foundation of artists for one, so it's not like different people all the time and things like that. It's a crew, it's your baby that you grow together. And you know, certainly in London the scene's very saturated, there's nights on all the time. People do ask me about how can I play out more and things like that. Yeah, you
0: did give some good advice on the KMAG panel that we did last week actually. Yeah,
2: just yeah, just get a crew, seven, eight of you. If you think it down to things like costs, costs a lot to get a headliner, gotta make sure you make enough at the bar, you know, you need to, if you need to hire out stuff, you know, that kind of lessens the damage of the costs. Um, And you've got your residence, you know, that's, that's it, you've got your residence, so. Yeah, Boo, Anything to
6: say? <laughs> I actually wanted to add something to this because yeah, I think it's really important. Like in the UK and in Europe, you guys have a greater appreciation of dance music than we have in the US. Mm. So doing things like being getting a radio show, like I've seen someone like Molly Collins break through from just having yeah. a radio show, just being a sick DJ. Where I'm like, so many props to her. Like I don't really know much about her, but I'm like, I've seen her go from not ever hearing from her and mm. she's everywhere. Yeah. It must just be because she's a she's kind DJ, of, We
0: were We were chatting about this yesterday, actually. She's kind of a, a little bit of an anomaly as well because there haven't been... A many women in the UK to kind of shoot to that level in a very short time for a long time.
6: But she found a niche and like you guys have radio programs that I feel like offer a lot more credibility where at least for you guys in Europe there's a different path that doesn't involve just releasing. There are other paths where as from the US we don't have that. Being on the radio it means nothing in the US because nobody there's they don't play drum and bass on the radio. Mm. So it's like you can make mixes and do that all day and you're not going to reach anyone whereas Mm. you guys are lucky that you can have you can do nights you can have this you can have that yeah. and it's there's more you have more opportunities mm. to make it in other ways that's not just production which i think yeah. is really amazing and i hope we can get to that point in the u.s where we yeah. can have something like that i think having a good mentor a little
2: sorry a little bit about what you were saying about earlier is is definitely good because i know molly collins is mentored by I can't remember who, but it's one of the big... did take her on board? Yes, it's one of the big jump-up DJs. I'm sure Swift was yeah, back in there for a while, so and that I kind think, of helped yeah. as well. Yeah,
0: definitely. We've Hi. just been joined by Strife. Hi. Hey, Hi, how doing? are you? Hey. Can you hear me? You hear myself? Yes. Yeah. Right, cool. Happy <laughs> birthday, by the way. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Happy birthday. <laughs> <Woo>! Happy birthday <laughs> celebrating a big birthday. Cool. don't know if you have any comments to add to what we've well, just been talking about. You've been DJing a long time as well.
7: Yeah, actually, I just wanted to add to what Reed was saying about... She thinks it's really great that you guys have so much happening in Europe. But I wanted to say, I think it's actually... uh I think it's actually really great that we have kind of some small scenes in the U.S. because they're more concentrated and they're super into it. Like, I remember playing uh, in Cleveland, Ohio years ago. Yeah. And it's a very, very small scene. They have, like, you know, one event every couple of months. And, like, everybody came out and everybody was dancing. And everyone was so into it. And I was like, oh, okay. We're a little bit spoiled in New York. We have so many events going on. And it's just like, you know, it's a bit... Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I appreciate that aspect. And uh, also, you know, kind of the thing about being a big guy in a small pond versus a small guy in a big pond, like you guys have a lot of competition as well. Like guys, yeah. girls, everyone wants to be DJ. Everyone's a DJ, everyone's a producer. So being in New York, it's a little bit better. Not that there isn't that as well there, but that's how it yeah. is.
0: So where are you in terms of your drum and bass career and love for it at the moment? Like what are you um, enjoying most about the music or the New York scene?
7: Things are going actually really, really well in New York right now. Um, Myself and two others, Dave Schickman and Charles Romano, host a monthly party every second Saturday, and we're about to have our two-year anniversary coming up in October, which is, I've I've never, yeah, thank you, yeah, it's gonna be big. I've never hosted a monthly party before up until this. Mostly, I've just been doing, I do this party called the Drama-Based Barbecue, which is my concept from day one. We've had our 16th annual one, this year oh, the, in July oh congrats. yeah thank you kids the kids yeah it basically started from the fact that I wanted to do an outdoor drama bass party like my two loves is being outside in the open air and nature and, and then also hearing drama bass so I was like hmm where could we do that and book the park and uh, <laughs> yeah i been doing it nice. it gets bigger and bigger every year we just grill food and have a good time and like people can bring their kids and Wicked. dogs and nice. it's nice. amazing yeah so nice
0: um and I'd like to just rewind back a little bit um, yep. just to what we were talking about earlier in regards to um, there seems to be more media focus on women in drum and bass mm. and dance music. I mean, I haven't been to New York regularly for quite a while. Mm. Uh, last time I was there was a couple of years ago, but mm-hmm. are there any like local magazines or media outlets? What is mm. <laughs> Yeah, how are you finding... I don't want to say the US scene in general because obviously it's so huge, but yeah, what is the media like regarding Hmm. this current kind of push that seems to be coming from a lot Um, of different places at once?
7: Nothing media-wise that I know of. A little bit online stuff here and there. One of the guys, DJ Alcine from Burner Brothers, he started a... A website uh, focused on us scene uh, drama base all con- you know articles and mixes and stuff like that and that's really cool, but again everything's still because we're so spread out it's different from being mm-hmm. in England like if we got all the collectives together of everyone in the US we'd probably have you know as big a scene as you guys have yeah. but we're just our country is as big as you Too know Australia yeah. so that yeah. that's the thing so Too but spread. everyone's super passionate over in the US definitely New York like I said like there's still people that um, say like oh drone base bass is dead or I'm like where have you been because I've been still continually going out <laughs> I've been living in New York since 1997 and I've yeah. been going out and been playing and been seeing people since then until now is still happening. You just haven't noticed or something.
0: Yeah.
6: The drum and bass scene in LA is huge and it's like, it's so massive. At the big raves, there'll be a stage and there'll be 10,000 people at the drum and bass stage from doors like till the end of the night. We're very spoiled. Like New York, when when we were younger, we had a great scene in New York and then September 11th kind of like destroyed that because all the clubs closed down for a long time. But it's definitely coming back now. In LA, we have like three or four regular Weekly nights, as long as monthlies and massives, and all this Denver, Seattle, DC. There's a lot of cities with big scenes with like people making moves, and it's really cool to see finally artists from each of these different cities getting signed to Ram Hospital, you know, Viper, whoever, like Mm -hmm. finally making those connections after all these years. And maybe in like a few years' time, we'll be able to actually have a U.S. scene Mm -hmm. that's unified. That's cool. my dream. I dream. Cool.
0: <laughs> a lovely dream. So, yeah, we're a little bit international. We've got some reps from Holland slash Israel. Miss Adi J, would you like to come and take a pew? Woo. Yeah. And we've also got Eliza Dos Brazil coming in. Welcome, ladies. We're Adi, we're what's happening? We the
5: European Committee. Yes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, how, how are things in your local scene at the moment? You're still involved with Cheeky Mondays, right?
5: Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm involved in Cheeky Monday. Yeah. Mondays, I'm a resident. Um, the Netherlands actually doesn't have more than one or two female artists, unfortunately, but I, a little bit like Reed, I never really related to myself as a female artist or female DJ or Whatever. I don't think any
0: of us did really, but it's been kind of forced upon no, us. No, no, I know.
5: I must say, officially, it used to be bigger in the Netherlands, right. and it's funny because now the scene is so big. Right. You have liquidity. You have Noisia. You have Blackout. Yeah. There's so many producers. No many female producers yet. I'm back on the things. I had a little break with producing. Mm-hmm. It was always DJing. But yeah, we just keep going. Yeah. Like you guys say.
0: Do you think there's any particular reason for there not being the many women coming through in the Netherlands just yet? Um, I mean, on the on the big lineups like Blackout, how often do they book women? How often do noisy never, book women? Never. So there aren't really many visible women apart from yourself, I guess.
5: Yeah, that's true. Officially, there's one or two more, and there's Yorubi, who's yes. involved in yeah, yeah, a, yeah. yeah in um, Rapture as well, and she also has a radio show on Jungle Train. Um, I cannot tell why. I don't know. I do think we are both strong enough and inspiring enough. And we're always open for people, for girls to come across and try. And Amsterdam Dance Event, also we had a talk. Uh, oh, you in did? Israel, I do a bunch of talks. Okay. So the Amsterdam Dance Event is pretty open for that. <laughs> and there were a lot of uh, UK speakers this year as well. Not particularly touching this subject. Right. But a lot of female UK rave slash um breakbeat yeah coming through drum and bass arena but yeah it's open there's a few vocalists no mcs vocalists but it's coming like all the liquidity crew they have a lot of singers and they're very liquid but that's fine
1: as long as as they're they're there right as long as they're on the microphone and they're beautiful
5: and they're very they do it very well and i actually think the commercial scene can push it very good because they have a bigger reach, like yeah. Sweet Pea was talking about. Hospitality, liquidity is the yeah. same crowd. It's so a younger crowd. Yeah. It's a younger crowd. If liquidity DJs are playing at Chicky Monday, you have like 50 girls on the front.
0: Really? Yeah,
5: 16 years old.
0: Wow. Because Melkver does
5: 16 plus now. Oh, it's 16 plus. Yeah, so okay. 16 plus and there's like 50 girls on the front. Loving wow. it. Raving it up. Yeah. So it will <laughs> happen. It's coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good, good and
0: Elisa um, tell us a little bit about yourself I've, I know your name but I'm not sure uh, how I've long been, uh, you've been doing it I've
8: been doing it since uh, 25 years involved in it I've been doing some free parties at the beginning so uh, b- breaking some warehouses <laughs> and put some sound system you are breaking st- into warehouses yeah nice. that's, well, that was the start of it Yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> breaking into what now <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah after that it, that was really hard to pay German base bass that was the most uh, the bigger problem so I had to play uh, at the beginning or at the end just between the hardcore sets and the, right. and the techno sets and then I got a residency at Rex Club 20 years ago and uh, we're still doing it with Forever DNB, trying to bring German bass to France mostly because it's not uh, the scene the techno scene is really uh, really big but German bass we're still fighting yeah. so that's been a 25 years fight
0: who, who would you say are the biggest promoters across France at the moment?
8: Um, uh, Maybe
0: Paris or just uh, look at we, Paris we
8: have a, Yeah we have we have Toulouse. We have a uh, dirty yep. dancing in Toulouse. Toulouse is a very big scene, uh, it's a hard scene. It's very right? Hard. It's not so not not so hard. They are very cul- <laughs> no, no. They are very we cultivated. Play hard, no, no. Hard in DJ Toulouse, they really know everything. So uh, uh, we have a scene in Marseille too with uh, hyperactivity. They have a label. They are around here somewhere. Uh, we, we are forever. We do some stuff. There's a get In step in Paris too. Yeah. And now this year the festivals uh, are starting to make some German bass again. So that's uh, that's yeah. a good sign cool 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 yeah because i haven't played in france that before yeah, m- paris that many times you have to black come. label i played for black, the black label they party. stopped because Pico, yeah. given her life for that she's, yes. she's gone back to fashion yeah, yeah, she yeah. needed a break she's done yeah. a, she's done a heart for us already nice people but you will come to our to
5: our party for sure you'll cool. yeah <laughs> i'd love that i just thought about it the actual where I see more female DJs at the moment is the crossbreed, which is the connection between hardcore and drum and bass. Right. So you have Lucifer, who's huge, and you have Nuala as well, that comes from hardcore. So the really hard, hard, hard prospect what, side. Like, okay. Okay. Prospect. So it's the Rotterdam okay. side, and it's harder than blackout, noisier. So I guess it's kind it's, of in
0: more. In, inspired by Gabba yeah sort
5: of yeah that's actually going back that's going back to the roots and it's very hard need your running shoes there's a lot of like the industrial touch, (laughs) and funny enough there's a bunch of girls there Okay. Which are going with really some producers oh. as well. I noticed that when I went
2: to Prague actually. The uh, Bass Sisters Night that um, yeah. I played yeah. that yeah. last, which is Neuro. Yeah, yeah. They and I, that was absolute. they were all on vinyl as well, but it was like hard, hard, hard yeah. drama, babe, But they absolutely wicked, yeah. smashed, smashed it. Yeah. All of them, all of them on vinyl, and it was just energy for that whole sixty minutes, just tune after tune. Yeah, hard, hard. <laughs> <laughs> Stomped out my shoes that night. Maybe that's, thing, that maybe night.
5: that's where you should come from. That hard
0: edge that men think. Maybe. I don't know. We're, we're kind of spread around the of different course. subgenres
1: quite nicely, I think. I you find that do really like that hard animal aggressive I dirty I gritty grinding sounds like we love it and for some reason yeah look Because it comes
5: we feel it in our stomach we feel know? it
1: lower than our stomach <laughs> <laughs> but i think there's something that's quite interesting that they think because we're women we're going to want it light and fluffy and nice yeah. and Forget about it. it's the opposite kim de Hayes just joined us
0: yeah Woo! Woo! You're looking very cute. I like your sparkly gold ears. (laughs) You're like a mermaid. Keeping the international vibe going, we've just been joined by Kim Delahaye. Kim, how are you doing? I haven't seen you for a while. Yeah, good to see you. I'm amazing. Tell people a little bit about who you are, what you do. Uh, Well, I DJ and
9: uh, promote events in Australia and Brisbane. That's pretty much
0: it. And for how long have you been doing it now? Quite some time.
9: Maybe 17-ish years. Yeah, since 2002.
0: And have you found it in all that time? Kind of rocky or has it been quite smooth sailing? Yeah, I mean, it's
9: changed heaps, I guess, in that time. What specifically do you mean? Just in terms
0: of being a promoter, I guess being a woman promoter is still kind of a niche within a niche, like drum and bass is like a niche of dance music, I guess, even though it's huge, but we're still seen as the dirty little naughty kid over there. So yeah, like how have you found it in terms of working with venues, booking DJs?
9: Um, I think I've had a pretty easy ride with it compared to what I've heard from other females for sure. Obviously it's, it's hard to get people to come to gigs, um, yeah. was, that's gone up and down. Um, Brisbane's doing really well at the moment, which is really cool, after yeah. about six years of um, nothing.
0: <laughs> I guess that's come off of the back of your hard work though as
3: well, right?
9: Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so I'm really tired because I stayed to watch the end of Storm.
3: <laughs> so when I first worked for Kim, it was really exciting because the night was called The Jungleettes, and it was her crew. And who knew? I mean, that was really fantastic. I mean, had you had that crew for a while or did you feel... I mean, those, those female DJs you had, were they when you got... Because you're from New Zealand originally, yeah, right?
9: Yeah, I'm from New Zealand.
3: From yeah. So when did you move over to Australia?
9: 2000? Yeah, 2000.
3: <laughs> how did the Jungleettes come about? Were those women DJs already there, or did you kind of discover, or how did you get hold of all those DJs to do that night? Because I was quite surprised at that time.
9: Yeah, yeah, um, I think I was running, a, it was quite random how I got involved with DJing and event promotion. It was um, quite an accident, um, but it was like an accident I always meant to fall into, I guess. Um, <laughs> And I got asked to do a night for a local Brisbane festival, um, like arts and music and stuff. And they asked me to do a night, I think they asked me to do a female night. And then I yeah, went and found uh, quite a few female drum and bass and jungle DJs. And some of them I knew and some were already friends. And some of them, um, yeah, we just became solid friends after that. And then it kind of took off, I wasn't quite expecting it.
3: Boo and I know we've been to Australia and New Zealand a few times and again most of the guys I've experienced are male promoters so I mean did you feel like you had any kind of adversary like with that or did it seem relatively easy out there I'm not because I've always felt welcome in Australia as a female DJ did you feel accepted
9: um yeah actually that's what I, I mean, by I think I had a, maybe an easy ride with this. Um, I don't know. I'm also very determined. Um, people just determined. over there as well. I'm <laughs> <You know? laughs> so very determined. If I want to do something, I kind of just go and do it and uh, maybe don't notice people's reactions. So I don't know. Yeah.
0: We've got two other ladies joining us on the sofas as well. I'm not sure of your names, though. Would you like to just tell us a little bit about, about yourselves and hey. what you do? Hi.
10: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Philo. I'm Hi, from Feele. Cologne. Yeah, I'm starting playing... You're a DJ. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think I started playing three years ago. Okay. And uh, yeah, this year I started to do open air parties. And yeah.
0: Promote, promoting <laughs> them yourself? Yeah.
10: Yes, with a with a friend of mine. Okay. But uh, I organized the of things. And how did they go? Uh, Very good. The police came at 4.30. It's always a good sign when the
0: police turn up.
10: But uh, everything worked very well. Uh, We had a great night and uh, I hope to do this again.
0: (laughs) Nice. And what was it that inspired you to start DJing? Was there any particular person or were you around friends that already were?
10: Yeah, my boyfriend. (laughs) Right, okay. I went uh, to drum and bass years before, but uh, he gave me the opportunity to start and to yeah. got everything, yeah, this was really great. <laughs>
0: and now you're better than him, right? <laughs> say yes, yes, say yes. <laughs> <laughs>
10: Maybe.
4: <laughs> cool, thank you. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi, my name is Julia, um, DJ name Samuta. I'm from Germany too, I'm from Trier small town like not known as Colonas, I guess Mm. and uh, and you've been promoting for quite a while uh, yes yes so um, our crew is there since 18 years wow and I'm with them since 17 years because like in the first year when they started the music in Trier the drum bass scene in Trier I was in England actually okay so i got introduced to drum bass properly in in england from 2000 to 2001 then i came back okay and in the uk i decided oh, i want to do this dj thing this is so great (laughs) and i was more concerned about age than of my uh, gender because uh, i was 24 and like i thought oh all the uk djs they started 16 or (laughs) i don't know or even earlier some of them started a bit older
0: People are getting on a bit now, you know. I mean, there's <laughs> granddads Yeah. Those grand yeah. There, so Some of the people involved in d and have got great grandkids now. It's quite mental. Um, so in those 17 years that you've been part of the
4: crew, have there constantly been events like regularly, every week, every month? How often are the parties? Regularly, now it's every two months. We had a time where it was like a monthly, um, just depending on our uh, capacities, because we work full time, we got our jobs. And I mean, we started it while we were still studying, but... uh, now we see what we can do and um, every two months and it's a regular crowd um, i mean it got a bit smaller over the years i think the the high times are a bit past but still like good crowds people change you see new faces and uh, we do our own nights we we are usually just our crew and then like once a year or maybe twice a year we have a booking and okay yeah bring somebody over from yeah. elsewhere and are you finding many women coming to your nights or handing in mixes starting to DJ or produce Um, well I felt that uh, in the crowd it was like um, in the beginning I felt really the difference in uh, Trier to like say um, in the UK definitely more women and we always wondered like maybe it's because the the sound we played was always more varied and like different styles and it became a bit more masculine now I think but I don't know it changes and all the time, I was the only um, female drum-based right. DJ around. I'm, I mean, except for the bookings, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Storm was with us uh, just last year. Great night again. Um, new producers, DJs and stuff. I think Philo would be the one a bit more into what's actually
10: yeah, going Philo, on. Philo, are you coming <laughs> right across now? many
0: women producing? Young women? Like no. Maybe around your age? No.
10: No. Only boys. Okay. And, uh, that, I think that's the problem. <laughs>
0: Have you started producing yet? Or you only yes, I, okay. s-
10: I, I started a bit, but yeah, time and also to really sit down and do it, um, it's, yeah, it's hard not, to It's not too much, you can do it,
1: it's not too much, you can do this.
10: I think I really started to get the basics and like equalizing stuff and put a thing together. But uh, it's hard working. It is
1: hard work, but you must do it.
10: You must. I will, I will try, yeah. <laughs> try your best. <laughs> if it's, you motivate me now. <laughs> <laughs> if Mental it's your passion, passion yeah. you love it, you will spend as much yeah, time yeah, as yeah, possible
6: yeah.
0: with it, you know? Yes,
10: and that's, yeah. that's the thing. It's just um, in the beginning, it's uh, hard to be self confident. If you sit there four or five hours and then you press play and share everything, it's like, Oh, I didn't expect this. Right. So, um, yeah, everything takes time. takes time.
0: So, Philo, what are you enjoying most about drum and bass at the moment? Who are your favorite labels? What's your favorite sound? Ah.
10: <laughs> so, my favorite, I, I think I start with the subgenres. Um, yeah. I really, really love all this half-step, deep stuff, and of course, jungle, aim and breaks also old-school vibes but more like this best example bad company style just ravey things but not too neuro stuff right that's i don't (laughs) like this
0: (laughs) just made a little hat yeah yeah. so um it's very nice to be here
10: and just uh have i think i I had no song or no track. I said, "Oh, I don't like this." So okay, it's it your really first cool. time at sun and Bass? No, no, the second, second time. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and labels. Uh, of course, I start with yeah, Function Records, uh, Metalheads, uh, Samurai Music, Foundation, Rupture. I think the list is uh, endless. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a
1: wonderful thing as well, that the list is endless (laughs) Yeah, for you naming labels that you like and styles that you like, like you're naming so many different styles and labels and then you can't name them all. I think that's a really special thing that we've come to this place after 25, six years.
0: And I think it's nice when you see younger people who are really interested in the history of the music as well, because I think there are sometimes people can come into it and are more focused on here and now and moving forwards when really I think if you want to be involved in drum and bass, the scene itself and contribute to it as making music, DJing, promoting, hosting a radio show, whatever, I think it's good to go back and learn about the history. I to agree. know where it's come from it validates you doesn't it so that you, yeah, so yeah. you can know where to take it well I think uh, as well your, I think we'd also say we're really
3: proud of this UK music that you know it has gone global and it's created DJs producers promoters babies all over the world <laughs> babies <laughs> <laughs> maybe (laughs) no comment (laughs) but you know I think it's fantastic to have been part of this music and I think like you were saying earlier Flight there have been women instrumental in the background always from the beginning you've never always seen that you know and I think we are really good multitaskers and like Kemi always said, you know, kind of guys were brought up to put their energies into things and women are brought up to put their energies into people. It's just that nurturing maternal kind of thing we have, I suppose, you know? And I think we do try to think do things correctly and I think as well out there, you're right, there are DJs at the moment who are living for the moment and I was in it for the longevity. I was in it for the long haul. I can't think of what else I want to do but DJing you know and I watch the program I was going to ask
0: you like what keeps you interested after doing it for so long
3: that's my favorite place in the world being in the mix I just get rid of everything that's going you know we all have life going on do you know what I mean and for me I absolutely love the music and I've never changed that's never changed for me but when I do that mix it's still that oh I don't know it's so special for me I, I still love it you know and I love the fact that you can travel the world I might not speak your language but while I'm on the decks we're having a conversation right now I mean you're in DJ Storm's world right now yeah. with what I do with music do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh thanks guys <laughs> you're all so sweet <laughs>
0: um, and for Boo like obviously you've been in it a long time as well yeah. um, you've always had other things going on, so working with Breaks, DJs and Producers, House, being a part of the Soul to Soul live band. How are you finding it all now? Like, we're dragging you back in, basically.
5: (laughs) I
1: can't (laughs) you You can't escape. I actually find the new generation inspire me just as much as Jane, being in it for as long as you have. That also inspires me. Um, I find just having enthusiasm for what the situation is that I'm in like you say your perfect place is there and my perfect place is to watch you be there (laughs) right and so and you know what enhance my set right exactly and it's for me I just can't not love it I don't know what else to do with my life if I'm not doing music and working with DJs and producers like I think I have a symbiotic relationship and so my existence depends on their existence and their good time depends on my existence and so I think if we work together and remember that we only die once we don't only live once we live every day you only die once yes right you don't live once so please get your life make it count and remember like there's always tomorrow you yeah. can always do it and you must keep going because it's people like you that keep people like me interested and it keeps the scene
0: going and, <laughs> and growing i'm and evolving I, i'm you know.
1: referring to someone that's just new yeah. in the industry just starting out for an example. And I really need you to keep going because that's what makes me happy and it makes it all worth it that I did all of that back then for you right now. And so, yeah, I need the new generation to keep going for me, basically. I yes. feed off the young.
2: <laughs> 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 Question to you, DJ Fly, because you've been getting uh, about yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, DJ Fly, DJ Fly. How, how are DJ you feeling Fly. about the scene and stuff um, at the moment Your and your resurgence? I'm feeling quite
0: energised, like Booze just said, seeing younger women coming through, definitely getting involved with the EQ50 family, I will call it a family because we all love each
3: other. <laughs> oh, we really do. Um, we really do.
0: But yeah, I get, and like you said as well, Storm, <laughs> we've all got other life stuff going on, so I had some health issues over the last couple of years, which I'm hopefully coming to the other side of, but I had to take a step back for a little while. Um, so yeah, going through that and also it not being my bread and butter yeah. at the moment, yeah. I think you can go through a lot of stress and worry when you have to find a certain amount of money per month to make yeah. sure you you've covered your bills. Yeah, trust me, you're I've earning been enough there. to live. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I work as a radio producer by day, so doing that and the EQ fifty thing and everything else has kind of reinvigorated my passion for it. I think we and all everybody heard that, that you tore down
3: you know you tore it down at Calibre's residency at XOYO
0: I ended up playing at five half <laughs> <laughs> of the residency what <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah I'm feeling pretty positive about everything um, I'm just going to carry on working hard
3: pushing my name back out there absolutely okay. we need more DJ flight flight yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing that already by the end of the week everyone's going to be doing it <laughs>
10: <laughs>
0: I think that's it Unless
3: anybody else has anything to add, anybody want to say anything else
0: Any thanks from the crowd? Thank you to all my guests. Thank you to yeah, Julia, Dom, Kip Delahay, Philo, Chickaboo, Sweetpea, Addy J, Elisa dos Brazil, Strife, Reed Speed, is somewhere, and all the other women that are here. There are so many of us at Sun and Base this year, which is lovely to see. So um, yeah, a big shout to Nick. Engineer.
3: Yeah, big shout to Nick and all the sudden
0: rest Rebecca in group. peace, Marcus.
3: We Marcus, you. Yes. we in miss peace you. Marcus. Rest in peace, Spirit as well. Yes,
0: and RIP Spirit. Big shout to Pat, Marcus's lovely mum, oh. and shout to Ayumi.